Welcome to the From Daily Podcast, where I give you a little bit of Eric From and some encouragement on your personal growth journey every day. I'm your host, Lacey Delane, and I am super happy to have you for another episode of From Daily. Welcome. I hope you all are well. It is a special week for me this week. I am in Sevilla, observing in a Montessori school, and um, it's super excited to have had that opportunity. And um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that that's something that I'm doing. And um, if the audio sounds a little bit different or the um, there's additional background noise, I'm not in my typical recording location, so that would be why. Today, we are going to talk about two types of creativity that Fromm wrote about and his focus on creativity as an attitude. And I'm going to share with you what did away with FOMO for me. FOMO as in the pop culture phrase, um, fear of missing out. And a lot of social media use, uh, a lot of social media use and sales of products is driven by FOMO. So I'm going to share with you how I arrived at what I like to call NOMO FOMO. All right. So I'm starting um, from the essential from, again, we're talking about creativity as an attitude. And Fromm talks about how creativity has two possible meanings, creativity in the sense of creating something new, something that can be seen or heard by other people, like a painting, a sculpture, a symphony, a poem, a novel, or he talks about also creativity as an attitude, which is what I'm going to focus on today. And that is the condition And that is the condition of any creation in the former sense, but which can exist even though nothing new is created in the world of things. Excuse me. So he's comparing what we typically think about the word as the definition of the word creativity, which means creating something, that there's a product. And also this attitude of creativity, which doesn't necessarily bring forth something that's created as a product um, as an end result. And Fromm says that the this first kind of creativity, it it's comes about by a number of factors, by whether the person is talented, whether they study or whether they practice or whether they build the skill. Also by resources and whether they're able to devote time and energy and effort and attention to developing this skill. Um, but he is, again, like I said, wants to focus on the creative attitude or, as he might also like to say, creativity as a character trait. So I'm going to read now. The condition of creativeness is the willingness to be born every day. I wrote wow in the book because that's just wow. The condition of creativeness is the willingness to be born every day. Indeed, birth is not a single process taking place when the child leaves its fetal existence and starts to breathe by itself. This event is not even as decisive as it seems in the biological sense.
Although the newborn child breathes by itself, it is just as helpless and dependent on mother after birth as it was when it formed a part of her body. Even in the sense of biological development, birth has many steps. It begins with leaving the womb, then it means leaving mother's breast, her lap, her hands, and each new ability, the ability to walk, talk, eat, means at the same time leaving a former state. So this leads us, from says, to a dichotomy, a <clears throat> conflict between two realities and two states. Um, man is afraid of losing the former state, um, which is one of certainty, and yet he wants to arrive at this new state that gives rise to the possibility of using his proper forces more freely and completely. Basically, the possibility of using his powers um, with more authenticity. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. <clears throat> Rome says, man is always torn between the wish to regress to the womb and the wish to be fully, fully born. I would also say this in this way that we as human beings are torn between this wish to be comfortable, for things to be easy, for things to be handed to us, and this wish to become what one potentially is, become fully alive, to grow and become who he truly is. Strom says, every act of birth requires the courage to let go of something, to let go of the womb, to let go of the breast, to let go of the lap, let go of the hand. He's referring to the mother here. And to let go eventually of all certainties and to, re to rely upon one thing only, and that is one's powers to be aware and to respond. And that is one's own creativity. I think this is a super powerful idea that in reality, the process of maturation is the process of letting go of certainties and relying upon one's own powers, um, realizing that all the power, all that we need is within ourselves. And these powers that we need are this powers to be aware and to respond. And what that actually is, is this attitude of creativity. And he says that another condition of creativeness is the ability to accept conflict and tension that results from the polarity that he's speaking of between wanting to be comfortable and wanting to grow, basically, rather than to avoid this tension. This idea is very much in contract with the current climate of opinion in which one attempts to avoid conflicts as much as possible. Basically, we don't like conflict. It's inconvenient. And... Um, we try to avoid it as much as possible. He also talks a little bit about how everything is made easy, everyone is tolerant, ethical norms are, are leveled out in such a way that there's a rare occasion to experience conflict, conflict between desire and norm. And of course, this is a societal thing. There's a general superstition that conflicts are harmful and that hence they should be avoided. Anybody ever, anybody listening uh, relate to that? I can. <laughs> don't talk about it. Just don't, just be quiet. Sweep it under the rug. We don't have time for it. Conflicts are harmful. And in truth, they actually bring us closer together. 
Um, but the opposite is true. Fromm says conflicts are the source of wondering of the development of strength and of what one used to call character. Okay. So he says, if one avoids conflicts, one becomes a smoothly running machine where every affect is immediately leveled off and all desires become automatic and feelings become flattened out. And of course, in a society where we are likened unto, um, I, I gosh, like in a society where we are, we need to keep the machine running, uh, it makes sense that we would experience this. We don't really have authentic, genuine, distinct desires individually. All feelings we have kind of flattened out and are repressed. Um, there are conflicts deeply rooted in human existence, which is normal. Um, and that's something that we try to avoid. Um, and, and then of course there's the conflicts of personal and accidental nature. So there's a lot of conflicts he's saying that we, um, want to ignore sometimes, but we are better off accepting and facing. Okay. So that's my, uh, from for you today. Now let me get to my lovely curtain that I have for you. No mo FOMO. So what I want to share with you about this is that as I learned and grew in therapy, I realized that FOMO was an illusion. Yeah, I can't be missing out. If I'm listening to myself, engaging in the things that are important to me, doing the things that are valuable and enjoyable to me, those things are different for each person. So how could I be missing out? Even if you, quote unquote, miss out on a party with your friends that you could have liked to go to, but couldn't because you were sick, you didn't really miss out because how quality would the party be for you if you were there sick? How much real energy would you have get, have to give to others and yourself there? And how really enjoyable would it be? What you needed was to rest and not to go to the party. This is where we can trust ourselves, our circumstances, to know that there's a good purpose in not being there. And regardless, it's not missing out if it's accomplishing the goal of taking care of yourself and your needs. That's number one. We can trust that there are other times and circumstances that will arise that meet the criteria we want and need to participate. There are always other days and ways to accomplish the same thing. And we can't focus on those. I'm sorry. And we can focus on those instead of thinking that we're missing out. FOMO is a very fear-based mindset. It creates an impulse to do something, not because you genuinely want to do it, but because of anxiety at fear or lack or potential lack. We don't have to choose that. We can choose calm, genuine, authentic from a place of abundance versus a fear of lack. Tomorrow, my encouragement for you has to do with ridding ourselves of people-pleasing tendencies. People-pleasing was an integral part of my life for a long time, and I still struggle with it. And this one powerful mantra alongside the therapy that I have is incredible, has really helped me to grow in this area. So I hope you'll join me for tomorrow's episode. For now, I'll say goodbye. 
If you want more From content, check out FromDaily.com. That's From with two M's, F-R-O-M-M-D-A-I-L-Y dot C-O-M. To access our Friday episodes, become a subscriber of the From Daily Subs. Paid subscribers have access to weekly personal growth support group hosted truly Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern time live weekly Substack chats are on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern and they're open to everyone. I hope your day new experiences from which to learn and grow and you find the value in them. And regardless of where you are in your journey, I'm proud of you. You're in the process of growth and that's what counts. I'm Lacey Delane signing off. See you next time on the From Daily Podcast.